1: Today, we have Michael Venuto, um, who is the CIO and co-founder of Toroso Investments. Uh, thank you for being with us, Michael. It's great to
0: see you, Ben. I'm excited to talk with you folks today.
1: So yeah. M- Michael has an incredible background, and we'll go into it. Um, re- most recently, he is the co-founder of Toroso, which for, for me is one of the pioneers and leaders Of advisory services and the creation of solutions around exchange-traded funds. Um, You know, you you probably do many, many more things than that. But uh, you know, what what I have here is that Tarosu is a registered investment advisory firm whose investment philosophy is focused on a simple, diversified asset allocation approach, which strives for consistent performance while accommodating the client's economic point of view.
0: Wow. Risk, wow. Risk tolerance.
1: We, 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 we don't it, have to it, go any further. <laughs> that is impressive. But yeah. I, know, I know really that the big thing. It sounds is,
0: like a, somebody with a marketing degree wrote that. Um, ex-
1: exactly. Yeah. But I, I know really that this is uh, very much a company built around exchange traded funds. And Michael yes. has become one of the world's leaders in the ETF space. Uh, he, ha- he, he has, um, I don't even know what the name of the show is now, The but
0: the, you're. you're we got two shows now, actually. We have uh, Get Think Tanked every Thursday, and then we have the Think Tank Exchange, which we do a little more um, formal, usually Tuesday or Wednesday mornings. Yeah. So,
1: both of those shows are, are, are spectacular and really, really helpful for everyone that is working in the ETF marketplace. Um, and so, Michael, I really want to kick off because ETFs have changed everything for investors. And I um, uh, you know, I wanted to get a better sense of how you got here. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career to date.
0: Sure. So um, I always say that uh, the investment world was more attracted to me than I was to it. I kind of fell into this. Um, I studied philosophy and religion down in North Carolina, um, late 99, 2000. I came back to New York city or I guess it's more Queens uh, to help my grandfather settling some estate issues and things. I spent a lot of time fishing and I spent a lot of time with some old friends from when I was a child. One of them I can only describe as uh, the caricature of Joey Tribbiani from friends, um, <laughs> but he was my age. He was 22. or How 21. Are you doing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, he was 21, 22 years old, and he's driving a Lexus. And I was like, well, what do you do? He goes, I work on the stock exchange. I was like, well, what do you do there? He goes, I don't know. And I thought, I'm going to write a book about this. I'm going to go get a job working where my friend XYZ was working and learn about it. And I'm going to write this expose on greed and, and everything. Um, I made a couple phone calls. I bought a, a cheap suit or my grandmother bought me a cheap suit and I uh, took a job running tickets on the stock exchange.
1: Um, oh, wow.
0: Yep. I was there about six months in the height of all the bubbles and internet 1.0. Um, fell in love with it. It wasn't quite, it's not what all these, uh, vigilantes are going after right now. <laughs> right? It, it was different. It was much more of a meritocracy. Um, it, most people there were way more blue collar than you would expect. Well, back then at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quickly made my ways up the ranks. I took a investment job at a big wirehouse firm. I learned for a year and a half what not to do. I made those 700 calls a day. Um, I made it through nine eleven, 11. And then I joined a small boutique hedge fund shop. Um, they had under a billion in assets. I was like the fourth or fifth employee. Wow! And we made it to 40 billion. <laughs> so, so it was a, it was an amazing thing to participate in. About halfway through that career, we started to see ETFs get launched, and we started to see them affect the value of the stocks that we owned in the mutual funds and the hedge funds and the SMAs. And rather than run from it, we decided. We need to protect our business from this new exchange-traded fund concept. So we became angel investors in a lot of um, big companies that exist today. Um, I'm not going to like name drop, but we you know, helped a lot of them get started. Uh, in that process, we got to learn about them. All right? So rather than run from ETFs, we participated in the growth of a lot of the startups in the early years and learned how the creation and redemption worked, how all the tricks worked, how they did all the things to make investor outcomes better. 2012, I went to my boss and said, I'm leaving to go focus on these ETFs. I partnered up with our mutual fund, Guillermo at Global X and Mm -hmm. started Toroso. And today, I know you read a really cool marketing definition, but today Toroso Investments is really an ETF research platform. And we have multiple businesses where we make the outcomes for advisors and investors better using the ETF wrapper. It's just that simple. So that, was that, that too long or too short? No,
1: no, I, <laughs> you know, Michael, that, I think that's, that's, that's great. That's really spectacular. And, and I, and I, I certainly think that we've lived through that period where the ETF has, has really uh, risen to prominence and, and surpassed uh, probably it's, it's, uh, it's elder brother of the mutual funds and become the new vehicle for for investors. But you know, today as we think of the ETF and where it is, tell us a little bit where where, where the ETF is in the marketplace today and why is it important for businesses and individuals to think about.
0: Sure. So, an exchange traded fund is very very similar to a mutual fund, right? It's. Um, Reggie Brown, who they call him the ETF godfather, he likes to call ETFs mutual funds with benefits. Um, right? And the, the benefit is very simple. The fact that they trade on an exchange instead of um, direct with the uh, creation uh, company, that gives them a tax advantage over mutual funds. So in order to define an ETF, kind of have to define a mutual fund. right? So all a mutual fund is is a basket of a bunch of different stocks or bonds or assets. And they're either managed, meaning some smart woman is in there picking what should go in or they're passive and they follow an index, right? Uh, the most famous index being the S&P 500, right? So, so what happened was about 26, 27 years ago, some group of people, including uh, Burton Malkiel and Nate Most got together and said, Hey, if we took these mutual funds and we made them trade on the exchange, that would create more liquidity. And in order to do that, we need price discovery, so let's start with the most liquid index, and that was the S&P 500. Here we are today, now we're 5 trillion dollars and 2400 ETFs in the US and like you can slice and dice it a million different ways, but at the end of the day it's still very simple mutual fund with the benefit of tax efficiency, liquidity, transparency, and the costs tend to be lower.
1: So, I mean, with all these different ETFs, I I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I think it's y- you guys got me interested in, and I learned quite a bit about the ETF space. I, I'd love to know why my lithium ETF <laughs> went down today. I'm a little upset about that one. but, uh, But besides that, Tell me which ones are, are most exciting to you right now. What, which ones are you sure. are you, you know, thinking about? All
0: right, so, you know, because we are a registered investment advisor, as you pointed out earlier, I can't really get into tickers, but let me talk about like broad categories, right? Um, So probably the most exciting area uh, has been thematic ETFs, right? So um, you mentioned lithium ones, we're involved with a blockchain one, we're involved with a gig economy one. Um, the ability to look at things that are transformationally changing our world, mega trends that are being accelerated by the response to COVID, like the gig economy, like online retail, like cybersecurity, like blockchain, those things are super exciting, and we definitely see um, that engaging a whole new class of investors. Right, that's the the Robinhood crowd or the Wall Street bets crowds. They're in there. Um, you know, we work with SoFi as well. they they're all looking for these thematics. Um, Kathy Wood's firm arc has been part of that. It's just a beautiful revolution there. I would say I'm more excited though, about this next phase, which will be these big, bad hedge funds that everybody's chasing right now. Well, they all realize they're toast with these e-liquid wrappers. A lot of them are now moving towards the transparency of the ETF wrapper, right? They're now embracing the lower fees. I think that next phase is going to be the old Way of doing things, embracing the new structure, and with embracing the new structure, it decentralizes. It's a form of decentralized finance in that they can't hide, they can't um, overcharge. It's it's literally democratizing access to the the IP that has historically been reserved for the the uber wealthy.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, I think that is one of the beauties I love about ETFs is is that transparency. You really can kind of look at the component pieces, really get a very clear take on it, and and certainly all of the other benefits that you're taught, you've outlined. And and I would say, Mike, that one of the key things is you guys at Terosso have have created uh, a wonderful team and incredible chemistry that I see with all of the all of the team members, as well as just kind of a wonderful uh vibe and culture around the etf industry i mean tell me tell me right now with everything that you guys are working on what what are you most in, what are you enjoying the most
0: sure so i'm a big fan of the the simon cynic start with why concept um you know i think it's one of the most downloaded youtube videos in history but if you haven't seen it it's any entrepreneur should start with it mm-hmm. and the concept that he talks about is having a why. And when we formed Taroso, we, we we created kind of a why statement. Why the hell are we doing this? Right, I I could continue to work at any financial firm, have a very high salary, but that that's not why I wanted to live. Right, I was I hated that. Not the salary part. I'm being an <laughs> entrepreneur, by the way. You don't get a salary for a while. <laughs> so, but, uh, when we formed Toroso, our mission statement was to foster creative and financial freedom for our clients and our families. And we live that every day. I repeat it to the team over and over again. and you know there's four components to that statement, right? There's financial and creative freedom. those are the two things we're trying to do. and then the for who for our families and our clients. And we th- make every decision here based on that. So whenever somebody says to me, what do you want to do more of? It really is that creative freedom. Mm -hmm. I always want to create, I always want to solve the next puzzle. Like um, my partner Guy always says, we have to embrace our unique abilities. I think my unique ability is solving puzzles and then explaining how we solved it. And that's a lot of what I get to do here at Tarosa. When somebody comes to me and says, I want to launch the first ever zero fee fund. Well, I got to figure out how to make that happen. I want to launch a like so far, I want to launch the first fund that has a weekly dividend. Right. Okay, that sounds simple to pay people every Friday? It's not, right? Yeah. Like, those are- no, I, I agree with you. I, think, I think that's actually one of the most exciting
1: things about the space is to bring together kind of the the hardcore logic and the efficiency, sometimes the cruel efficiencies of a marketplace with really the creativity of how to bring all of these elements together, right? Yes. And uh, you guys at Toroso have done a fabulous job with that, and uh, obviously that's why why your, your, your ETFs as well as your clients are doing really, really well. Um, I mean, as you look forward to the, the, the next couple of years, um, I mean, today, yesterday, we're seeing all of this insanity with, uh, you know, Robinhood and, and GameStop. But I mean, that's kind of a blip, I imagine, in a, in a broader trend that you're seeing. I mean, what, what's your hope for the marketplace as we go
0: forward? More decentralization. Um, I mean, I, I hope your audience isn't Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and UBS, but I, that old world is breaking down, right. And the, the money is transitioning from people who are willing to pay insanely high fees to trust some silly brand to, to more of a decentralized creative place where we all participate in the growth. Um, for investors, this is the greatest time to ever be alive. Like, cause access has never been cheaper. The, the gates have never been lower. If, if you want to participate, not only can you participate, but what we've seen in the last couple of weeks with, with wall street bets and Reddit and everything is you can take down the old, old school, right? Like, uh, so yeah. I, I, um, you know, I'd mentioned we're involved with the blockchain fund. The, the I've, did an interview a couple years ago where I said the greatest threat to ETFs is the acceptance of blockchain. Because once you tokenize every stock, then you don't have to pay the New York Stock Exchange yeah. for clearing. And you don't have to pay XYZ Bank for custody. And you don't have to pay XYZ um, Distributor for compliance. So instead, you just pay a toll to the, the owners of that blockchain. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that we're moving from trusting old school institutions to computers and rational thought um, right. and we try and stay at the forefront of that here at Taroso.
1: yeah I mean I think it's interesting I, I you know think about like what what's happened over the last 48 hours in some ways you have a blending of of some of the most sophisticated systems with people that are, being so counterintuitive that they're, they're, they're finding ways to, to benefit from it. I, I, you know, that it's probably, you know, it's probably what we're going to see in the future, which is that you get so logical that uh, the most, the the most
0: clever illogical strategy may end up being, maybe yeah. the winner. You're hitting on the most obvious fact about finance that everybody misses. And it's that economics is a social science. Right. I deal with, you know, not anymore, but when I used to have direct clients, engineers, doctors, scientists, they come in thinking that the market can be like mathematically mapped out and that you can create some logarithm that's going to always figure it out. No, this is a social setup. It's so, so things like, you know, a group of <laughs> unknown investors getting together throws a big monkey wrench and everything. I had a call on our show yesterday with the, uh, one of the guests and we got into the idea of had COVID not happened last year, would the stock market have been up? I mean, I don't know if everybody realizes the stock market was up like 20, I mean, 17 yeah. point X percent last year without stimulus. Would it have been up? I mean, there was a lot of other stuff that went wrong. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's a, it's a hard argument to say it would have been up. And then you look at it and go, wait, wait a minute, how was it up? We had like record unemployment. We had, yeah. I mean, everything on main street is closing. So, so wall street bets is nothing compared to the manipulation that the federal reserve and hedge funds have been doing for the last 25 years.
1: Well, listen, Mike, I, I, I'm very happy that I know people like you that can help, uh, help me understand some of this, 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 this craziness that we see sometimes in the marketplace. Um, and certainly, I, I completely agree with what you're seeing in terms of like uh, the moves towards decentralization going forward. Uh, I, I, you know, we've seen that in almost every, every area in, in our, our lives. And so I, I don't see that changing uh, but thank you so much for coming on cage today. Um, it's been great to, to talk to you about um, ETFs, about Toroso, uh, which is you know, turning out really kind of building into a spectacular business, providing some of the more, more, more innovative ETFs out there and advising companies on how they should be building out their own strategies in that space. Thank you so much for being on cage today, Michael. Uncage is a show that gives a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. We've had Michael Venuto, who is the CIO and co-founder of Toroso Investments, which is one of the leaders in the ETF industry today, Um, and we've been talking about uh, probably the most topical topic uh, in, in the world right now, which is what, what what's happening with uh, the investment marketplaces today. Thank you so much, Michael.
0: Thank you. I'm, I enjoyed uh, the freedom here and I'm going to go back to my cage now. <laughs> Great. Talk <laughs> to you soon, buddy. Bye. Bye.